We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please help! Yeah. Give out my kidney or my liver or something to go see the mouse. Yeah, I know. Like- we... We've talked about doing a Disney trip, but we just don't want to spend that type of money for the kids to be just complaining the whole time, which is what they do. So Yeah. You know, Especially we'll see how late. it goes. I mean, mine didn't complain, but hey, you know who it is. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the is for podcast. My name is Sarge. Joining me is Danger and Monster. And today's episode is going to take us across the big pond. The big we're pond. leaving. We're leaving the shores of America. and We're going across the big pond. To England, because we all know they can't put anybody on the moon, but you know what they can do? They can they can come up with a lot of folklore. That's what we're going to go over today. Today is J for Jack and Irons and other European folklores. Mm. All right, Jack and Irons. <laughs> See, like, when I originally saw you put in, we were going to be talking about that topic tonight, my first thought is, why are we talking about Jack Irons, the drummer? But you you're right, you're right. Pearl Jam, right? Yeah, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers, he's been in. Yeah, he had a few things. God. Ah. Yeah, no, I don't, I'll do the whole music scene. That's you guys' stick. Yeah. <laughs> so to clear it up, the Jack and Irons is a mythical giant of Yorkshire lore who haunts lonely roads. He's covered in chains, wears the heads of his victims, and wields a large spiked club. He is said to be 13 feet tall with the head, that was more pig than human with two curling tusks out of either side of his snout. Okay, you got the name wrong. It's actually Eddie, and he's on every Iron Maiden album cover they've ever made. <laughs> so this thing sounds like something out of like a Batman comic. Sounds super metal. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of things out of a Batman comic are almost super metal. They just have to, they just need a little, a little push, but tell us about the Jack and iron. Oh, can creature. you help me with the pronunciation? Jack and iron. Jack in. dash in dash irons. Jack in irons. Okay. Like yeah. guns in roses. Okay. Got it. Yes. Again, very metal. <laughs> well, except it's not. Guns in I in roses. This is Jack I in irons. Yeah, but that's guns. That, that's guns in letter in roses, right? Yeah, I, I was just specifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> that would be the super strangest bouquet of flowers ever. <laughs> so this this lore was first spoken in the late 1400s. And it was to help prevent little children from running away from home at night. I wonder how many folklore were based around that concept of just keeping children in line. <laughs> All well, of them. I, when we did the when we did the episode about Grimm's fairy tales, yeah, like almost every fairy tale was to keep children in line or to keep the housewives in line. That's that's what it was for. Yeah, but there and, was nothing uh, for the men. <laughs> well. So a little bit of peek into the future when we get to letter M, I'm going to be discussing a certain creature that actually does sort of apply more to the men. Cautionary tale for men. See, I'm curious about that because, as Sarge said, all the fairy tales seem to apply to children or women. And so yeah. I'm interested to hear what what you have in store for the men's mythological beast of terror. <laughs> I'm Actually, guessing it doesn't cut off their thumbs. No, there's one that kind of kind that I have kind of goes into it. But the next one on the list list, I'm sorry. I've been drinking Penelope 110 proof uh whiskey today. So who's Penelope and why are you drinking her whiskey? <laughs> if it wasn't 110 proof, I wouldn't be drinking it. How uh, how long has Penelope been aged? <laughs> 10 years in a barrel mm. <laughs> doesn't play well go on Sarge <laughs> yeah especially since the Epstein list came out today <laughs> <laughs> run Bill run anyways 
Next on the list is Black Annis, also known as Black Angus or Black Anna. Hold on. Before you get to Black Anus, go back to the Jack guy for a second. So he walks around covered in iron like Rob Halford, but what does he do? Like he snatches up little kids and grinds them up in the bones and their bones into paste. Like kind of like an ogre or every other giant. So he's, he's very Krampusy. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do put Krampus on my list that I have here, but everyone kind of knows about Krampus because of the stupid movies that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nobody, like nobody's done a Jack and Iron movie. <laughs> so, I know, right? So what what part of England is it like England or up towards Scotland or or where Yorkshire. is it? Yorkshire. I said Yorkshire. Okay. All these are Yorkshire. Okay. All out of Yorkshire. Cool. Yeah. Well, there's one outside of I'm gonna mess up the name, but we're gonna get into that. And that is where Black Annis or Black Angus or Black Anna is from. See, the Angus makes me think Scotland. So hippie. Mm-hmm. Could be a steak. <laughs> Black Annis is the boogeyman figure in English folk score. She is imagined as a blue faced hag or witch with iron claws and a taste for human flesh, especially children. She is said to haunt the countryside of Leicestershire, living in a cave in the Dane Hills with a great oak tree at the entrance. See, you almost described the lady that hangs out by the gas station. I probably did. Now you know um, why the cave part. You know why they feast on children, right? Why? Andrinochrome. Oh God. <laughs> she is said to venture out at night looking for unsuspecting children and lambs to eat, then tanning their skin by hanging it on a tree before wearing them around her waist. At least she would process. Yes. She would reach Very inside the home. Forward. She would reach inside the houses to snatch. She would reach inside houses to possibly snatch people. Legend has it that she used her iron claws to dig her cave out of the side of a sandstone cliff, making herself a home, which is known as the Black Annis Bower Clove. Wow. I legend. See, this, that, what you just read right there could make a better movie than Krampus. By far, <laughs> I mean, there's I, there's a lot wrapped around that. You know, I didn't I didn't hate that more recent Krampus movie. It was all right. Had a had a weird ending. Like I thought it was all right. I, I, me and me and the wife watched it a couple years ago, and it was fun. I don't think I saw <laughs> it or the whole thing even. So. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like a horror comedy, but it actually pulls off both pretty well. Like there's some genuine like yucky frightening moments and a couple parts where we laughed out loud so wasn't bad yeah. Yeah. this legend led to parents warning their children that the black anise would get them if they did not behave she was also known to hide in the branches of her oak tree waiting to leap upon unsuspecting prey this is the best part of this whole thing with this person other traditions state that when she ground her teeth people could hear her giving them time to bolt their doors and keep away from windows. It is said that cottages in Lectorshire were purposely built with small windows so Black Annis could only get a single arm inside. When she howled, she could be heard five miles away. Then then cottagers would fasten skins across their window and place protective herbs to protect themselves and keep themselves safe. Do you guys remember the movie Meteor Man? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So there was a, a whole thing in that movie about like the head gangster would like come out of the dark with a slinky doing the slinky sound back and forth in his hands. And that's what I went. That's what went through my head when you talked about when she grinds her teeth, people could hear her and they would lock their doors. It's like she comes out of an alleyway grinding her grinding her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you said you could hear the howl in the distance, I was wondering if that was the sound we kept hearing coming from your microphone earlier. Like, did you have like the howl set up ready to go? <laughs> it no. was, it, it, it did kind of fall in line there. <laughs> it was perfect. I, I thought you were setting the mood. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know my microphone howled. Thank you. I'll have to look into that later. So, something howled. Uh, we heard a howling and it like, at first it was like, what, what is that? And then you talked about that and I was like, 
maybe he was just setting it all up. <laughs> I don't know. My my daughter, my daughter opened the door here and the hinges squeaked, so that could have been it. But well, when the, you go back and listen to this episode, you're going to hear something kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can live with that. So this next one on the list. It, well, hold on a second. Hold on. I want to ask you a question about that. So that was Black Anna's? Anna's. Anna's, Anna's yes. So what about Anna's. Black Angus? <laughs> Same person. Different pronunciation. So the, the rest of the story, the rest of the story behind this is depending on depending on who you're talking to about it. Like I found two different two different resources for this. One resource said that she was a She's from the Dominican Republic and she was a nun and she worked in a leper colony, mm. died of leprosy. And now she grinds her teeth. And now she grinds her teeth. Well, they fall out. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, how did she turn blue? Does it, I, I've seen people from the Dominican Republic. There are a bunch of shades away from blue. Just throwing yeah. that out there. there there's a, a great episode of The Simpsons where bart and homer pretend to have leprosy so they can get onto a leper colony and be treated like it's like a tropical island so they this is genius they take oatmeal and they cover the oatmeal on their skin with like green paint so they have these like green bumps all over their skin pretty cool smart idea hmm. i don't i don't know if i'd call that smart but it probably played well against the yellow <laughs> <laughs> and the other source said that Black Annis was used as a propaganda tool to denounce the Protestant church from the Catholic church. Well, I mean, isn't the Catholic church enough of a boogeyman? I mean, you have to create another boogeyman. <laughs> yet again, all designed to scare children. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. I'll tell you guys offline. Moving on. <laughs> this is a cautionary tale for men. This is the only one I could find that would pertain to men in any way, shape, or form, was Jenny Greenteeth, a.k.a. Wicked Jenny, or Jenny with a J, Greenteeth. You have Jenny with a G, Greenteeth, and then Jenny with a J, Greenteeth. Or just Miss Greenteeth. I, okay, I've met this one, okay? <laughs> you play in enough cover bands, you've met Jenny Greenteeth more than once. <laughs> yeah, see, like when when you spell Jenny with a G or a J, that's like Jeff or G off. Like I hate yeah, the G no, off. <laughs> I refuse to speak to a G off. That is not a real person. I have a G off at my new job and wouldn't <laughs> talk to him. He's not real. <laughs> so this is a figure in English folklore that is a cross between a river hag and similar to a peg power. What's a peg power? I looked it up and I couldn't find it out. I mean, I'm sure if I delve down deep enough in the anals on the internet, I'll find it. I, I like the term river hag though. That's that's I, I know. Right. <laughs> how would, how do you want to be described in life as a river hag? And be careful getting into the anals of the internet. <laughs> gonna, that won't end well. No, do not go to the internet. You would know. Anals. <laughs> So she would lure children, elderly people, and young men into the water and drown them. She is often described as being green-skinned with long hair and sharp teeth. It's all Greg. Yeah. Right. It's, it's half the audience at 1 a.m. when you're in a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> so I took this to note. There's a lot of similarities between the Norse folklore sirens and the English folklore of Jenny Grinty. So how uh, are there similarities? I mean, just the fact that she lures men to their death. To their death. watery grave, yeah. yeah. Right. Because right. Jenny Greenteeth, it said that she has like a carpet of seaweed that looks like grass. So when they're like, oh, I can just walk out, you know, farther and follow this sound or song or whatever noise she makes like hey honey come here hey honey i got a dollar or whatever it is you know they that's, they walk that's what across I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> look I, i'm not gonna lie if someone was to like look at me from a dark alley and be like Psst, hey i got a hundred dollar bill in here i'm going in the alley i mean it's two hundred dollars a week for groceries to feed my family if i can make a hundred bones going in an alley real quick i'm gonna do it 
But what I guess you your family's on like home? a 750 calorie a day diet or something. I wish mine was $200 a week. I'm shopping at the wrong stores. So like if, if you get invited to an alley, you're going to get in there and be like Greg green teeth. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I wonder if Jenny green teeth ever lured anybody with like a dental profession into the water. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did you I ever see the, her. did you ever see the, was that scary movie too? Where they yeah. spoofed the house on haunted Hill or, th- or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i seen them. I don't remember those. The first one was was great, but I do remember the second one. All I remember from the second one is grab my strong hand. Well, there was a, there was a, strong hand. There was a scene where the clown, like, tried to pull the, the Damon Williams. Was it Damon Williams? David Waynes? Da- Damon Waynes. Yeah. Yeah, Williams. they tried to, yeah, they tried, he tried to drag him underneath the bed, and then all of a sudden he turned the tables on him, and then, uh, like, the evil puppet will like try to scream out from underneath the bed and couldn't that that's what would happen in that i believe that uh, was called a spoiler jeez a hot take scary movie three is the best one out of all of them i don't i don't think i watched scary movie three it's got charlie sheen and they spoof some they spoof oh signs signs, signs. i didn't see that one is that the one it, with leslie nielsen yes I think no, no, because he plays a priest in one or two. No, he plays the president in the third one. Okay, I'm just sad okay. that Leslie Nielsen, part of Leslie Nielsen's legacy, is scary movie. Trust me, scary movie three is funnier than it has any right to be. It's good. I'll trust you. So <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is called The Red Cap. Okay this this one was a fun one to research because it was kind of a rabbit hole. So I had to back out a lot of information on this one. But a red cap is a type of malevolent, murderous goblin found in English folklore. He's said to inhabit rune castles along with Anglo-Scottish, along the Anglo-Scottish border, especially those that were the scenes of parody or wicked deeds, and is known for soaking his cap in the blood of his victims. Again, this is the most heavy metal episode of this we've ever done. (laughs) He's also known as a red comb and a bloody cap. The red cap is depicted as a short, thick-set old elf with prominent teeth, skinny fingers armed with talons like eagles, large eyes, and fiery red color. Gristly hair streaming down to his shoulders with iron boots and a pike staff in his left hand and a red cap on his head. When travelers would take refuge in his lair, he flings huge stones at them and kills them. He soaks his hat in their blood, giving it a crimson hue. A hue. He is unaffected by human strength, but can be driven away by words of scripture or by brandishing the crucifix, which causes him to utter a dismal yell and vanish in flames, leaving behind a large tear. So this is just like a really strong, magical old man, like just wants to be left alone. Doesn't do anything to get people there. Just like gets angry and people show up at his house. Yeah. I mean, get off my lawn. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of nerds took a game of D and D too far. And this became an urban legend. (laughs) I mean, if, if if you're a nerd playing D and D, then I'm a nerd. Because I do like some DD, but regardless of your. Oh, uh, what do you. Uh, no, I didn't mean it in a derogatory sense. Remember, fine. I texted both of you on Christmas because I got the new Hero Quest. Yeah. That's, I, got I, I, I don't know. But, but I, so, as far as uh, this red cap filler goes, anybody that falls victim to him, it's their own fault. Like, you know, old Jennifer Greenteeth, she, you know, she at least lures people out. You know, it's like, so if you if you end up going out that way, then it's like, okay, you fell victim to tall Jenny. But, so, you know, old Red Cap, hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> I will beat you with a stone. Right. So <laughs> the ultimate monster would be a creature with green teeth, a red cap just covered in iron and metal clothing, according to the, the European folks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the uh, Iron Maiden was invented over there, so it uh, makes sense. Well, yeah, the torture device and the band. 
Well, not fair. I was just and talking about torture advice. Very but... metal. <laughs> so the last creature on this list, before we go into open forum about this, it's we all have kids in this group, and a lot of our listeners probably have kids because you know I've I've looked at our age demographic on Podbean, and we're hitting the twenty to forty year old bracket with yeah, some that's of the, the stuff worst. we talk about. So that's we, all, we all are. It's terrible. I know. I hate it. We all have kids, and we all know that when things go down in your house, it's never your kids that do it ever. The most like, popular swear, person in my house is not me. I mean, I swear, I have extra people living here that I don't know about. No, I don't know. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. No one. You know, I want to find these people and start charging them rent. Anytime I ask, I hear noises or something while I'm working and I go and ask the five-year-old what happened, if this conversation starts with her going, well, I just immediately know nothing's about to make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just standing there and the window cracked and shattered. I don't know what happened. Sure. The, the, The most popular person in my house is this person named not me. I don't know who they are, but I'm with you, Sarge. I want to start charging this person rent or something. But what I've started doing is when everybody says it's not me, everybody gets punished. <laughs> Mass punishments against the Geneva Convention. Just, just, just so you're aware of that. Your um, fiance is like, hey, wait a minute. And you're like, no, no, you two get in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's about She'll to be peace and quiet in my house. The fiance would welcome timeout. And she'd be like, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, That's cool. True. That's true. And this next creature is as elusive as Monster's Dignity. Good luck finding that. Uh, he was this, this, this creature actually migrated. He's not currently located in Virginia. Drives around a, drives around a uh, Hyundai. Has a short hair on the sides, long hair on the top of the beard. Currently last I'm wearing coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next creature is called a Boagart. Yeah, or not a Boggart. Boggart? Bogger. As it, I like that one better. There's always two pronunciations. I like the Boggart better. It sounds more derogatory. It does, <laughs> doesn't first, it? Something about the way you said the first pronunciation, I just thought, like, Bogart. Humphrey? Like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, what? He's a folklore? No. He was never real. <laughs> No one can be that damn charming. (laughs) So the bogger is a supernatural being described as a generic name for an apparition. Several folklorists, apparently that is a job you can have in England. You could be a folklorist. I'm a folk. I'm going to call myself a folklorist going forward. Describes any evil or supernatural spirit. Always malevolent. Uh, an example of this is the household bogger who follows its family wherever they flee. It is said that the bogger claws at people's beds at night, puts a clammy hand on their faces. Sometimes he strips off the bed sheets. Sometimes the bogger will also pull on a person's ears while they sleep. It's a monster when he comes to my house. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I love this kind of spirit. I love this kind of entity. Because they don't really want to hurt you. They just want to get on your nerves. <laughs> like, I don't know. Pull, really pull like ears has got to hurt. Well, yeah. Is he like, is it a slight pull? Is it like I a sun pull? Know. Like, you know, or is it like, like 1930s, 40s, like headmaster pulling your ear, taking you down the hallway? I mean, you know, you know, I'm just thinking like, Oh, she has to get up early for work. I'm going to pull the covers off and make her unpleasantly chilly. (laughs) Put a cold, clammy hand on her face. Yeah. I'm going to make her uncomfortable. (laughs) He's not like evil. He's he's like one of the little rascals. (laughs) It's cute. So to keep a bogger out of your house, you know what you have to do? You have to hang a horseshoe on your doorknob and then put a pile of salt outside of your bedroom door. So, so how I've, can I make sure I get a bogart in my house? But here's the thing that kills I'm me, just right? Kidding, I already got one. How did England have all these problems? 
how did England have all these problems in like 1300s and 1400s when all they did was sail around and steal spices? They had to have a plethora of salt. I mean, they didn't put it in their food. Have you had English food? Yeah, it's not great. Okay. So here is, here's a question I have. So in the beginning, we talked about how these were folklore put in place to keep children or wives in line, children or women in line. How does that keep either in line? I, I just found it interesting. Oh no, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm quite fascinated by it, but it's like, like don't stay up too late or the bugger will bogger you. Okay. So (laughs) this is interesting. I found about the bogger. Well, that's where the English word bother you comes from. Is actually yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Uh, this is something funny I found that people in England do, at least back in the 14, 1400s. They do lots of the funny things now. So, you know. Oh, this one's even better. Back in the 1400s, that. if you seriously did not like your neighbor, you would name their bogger. It is believed that if a bogger should be named, it would be given power and could not be reasoned with or persuaded and would become uncontrollable and destructive. So another person could name a bogger in your house and it was there forever. You were screwed. Well, I mean, you know, you name a bogger and nine months later, a baby comes out and then that's there forever and it's destructive. So, you know, kind of the same. But still, I mean, how much of an ass do you have to be to somebody for them to be like that evil spirit in your house? His name's Jace. Good luck. The evil (laughs) spirit turns on your lamp at 1 a.m., giggles (laughs) from the closet, tickles your ear. Like, what? Like, Like, of all the curses you could put on somebody, this one seems fairly like you could live with it. (laughs) (laughs) You are a jerk. You threw your, your, your yard scraps into my yard. May you forever be slightly bothered. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, The refrigerator door hinge is going to squeak every time you open it in the middle of the night. (laughs) And no WD-40 will ever take care of it. (laughs) Do you want to know where boggards live once they're excommunicated from a house? Once they are exercised from a residence? Their neighbor's house? Do nope. they just house hop? Okay. In holes in the ground, under bridges, and around dangerous sharp bends on the road. Waiting for another person <laughs> to pick them up? And I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, the Boggart's probably the more entertaining one of all. I, all of, I was like, this dude sounds like super cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't I, want him for a roommate. I've had that roommate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep coming up with like, Boggart style hauntings. Like every time you pull the coffee pot out of the holder, it will drip at least once. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning, every morning you wake up, one of your hangers is empty and on the floor. (laughs) So what's the name of that author that did the Harry Potter books? JK Rowling. Yeah. I'm glad you know that. I can remember off the top of my head. It is rumored that the Dobby the Elf is a boggart was modeled off of boggarts. The whole concept of and what was his thing? He'd steal your sock. That's such a boggart thing to do. I know. After after reading that and reading that other part about the Harry Potter series, it makes sense. <laughs> a new boggart haunting. All of your left socks have a wet spot just in the middle of the, of the sock. I love that you said left sock. I love that. Is right the at the toe, head. right in the middle where your toes go. Yeah. Sock is <laughs> So open discussion about, and I'm going to cross, I'm going to cross categories real quick. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. I have a question about the Boggart naming thing. So okay. if you, if you named your, your neighbor's Boggart, Another mythical creature would it like? Was it like? Did you find anything about how like they would take on those characteristics? By anything? like, so if you had a bogger and I was like, "Hey, your bogger's now Ginny Green Teeth," I mean, would that have any sort of? I don't think I don't think that would work like that. I don't think they take on characteristics. If that was the case, I'd come to your house and be like, "Your bogger's name is like Aunt Jemima," and you'd be flooded with nothing but pancakes. 
No, my bloggers name is Adeline Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, another one. Get a brand new stove with five burners, but one of them doesn't get as hot as the rest. <laughs> and you never know which one it is. <laughs> How often have you used a stove? I I don't cook. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it, okay. Okay. Is it just a thing that I have? And like, I've met a couple other people that also have it, but do you guys have a favorite burner? Like front a burner right. you always go to? Yeah. Always, front right. always front right. front right. Yeah. Front right. Okay. okay. Just, I didn't Everybody know. Everybody has one. In <laughs> okay. So front right for like sauces and stuff. But if I want to boil water, I use the front left because it's got the power boil option on it. I do. So. so nine times out of 10, if I'm boiling something, I'm also sauteing something like I'm doing noodles for a pasta or something. So I will use the front left to boil the noodles and the front right to saute my shrimp or, you know, that part of it. Okay. It all really now, depends if I'm trying to stay to one pot or not. So like tonight, for Why example, would you stay in one pot to cut down on dishes. That's what you have kids for. Yeah. I, I but I don't want to pummel them with all the dishes, but yeah, like the other night I made spaghetti all in one pot. Like I bought all the noodles, took them out, strained them, left the noodles, but then I cooked everything else yeah, in the same I, pot, made my sauce, and then I put the noodles back in. Like, for example, it, tonight, I made these, like, burrito bowls. So, in my left front, I boiled the rice. Back right, I did some black beans. Front right, I sauteed my chicken and seasoned it up and everything. So, yeah, that's front right that that's the go-to that's the go-to burner the mvp burner so serious question though serious question though i have a warming burner on my stove is it like in the middle that yes that i can count on one hand the number of times i've actually used i've never had one but i've looked at those and thought that's useless I feel like I've put gravy on it twice. Like, I, it, was it in a pot or did you just put gravy on it? Just the jar? That's <laughs> it. Just the can. He just put the can of gravy on there and let it heat up. That's what he did. You were you Man. were going off on something else where I interrupted you to ask. No, me it's, if we, it's if fine. We that is go. a worthwhile distraction. So, <laughs> so, free, so we're going to open this over to cross platforms for a bit. A couple other folklorish creatures I did come across that I really need to do too much research on were things like the owlbear, the Loch Ness monster, the mother the pig, the 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 what was what she called the the world's mother, the world's tree, stuff like that. Did you come across the folklore of Mother Earth? That's what it sounds like. So, yeah. So, apparently, there's a English folklore that there is this lady called the Mother that she's also known as the Old Mother that walks around and tends to the forest. And when you overhunt or overfish or overlog or pollute an area back in the 1314s, 1500s, the Old Mother would make your fields barren, would because she signified life, she could make your wife barren, your children barren, so your namesake would end. I mean, she sounded like an absolute terrorist, is what she sounded like. Man. So it's within I, you talking about that that I realized that folklore is just an ancient retelling of blame shifting. It's like, <laughs> it's like our crops are bad. We need something to blame. My wife can't bear children. We need something to blame. It's like yeah. never... You know, like my wife's barren because she has a medical condition. Of course, they couldn't tell a lot of medical conditions back in those days. But, you know, or like maybe your field isn't, you know, giving crops because you suck as a farmer. You know, why not try to like hone up your own skills instead of blaming all mother? I got drunk and murdered my children. Got to find an excuse for that one. Right. Right. Well, like your crops don't grow because you're you know, you sinned in a previous life has nothing to do with your farming skills. The ground is tainted by your own mischievous acts or something. Well, I mean, if if you honestly think about it, even people today do not take accountability for where they are in life or what they've, or or the consequences to their actions, both good and bad. 
I mean, it's always, that's why your kids are like, what me? They don't want to oh. be held accountable. Oh, okay. So a farm related a Bogan haunting. Bogger. Yeah. You have these luxurious like crops. They're beautiful. You have no problem farming, but you can't grow snap peas. They just won't grow. <laughs> <laughs> like the, just that one thing. Just that one tomatoes, thing. peppers, cabbage. It's beautiful. The damn snap piece just won't happen. <laughs> They're mildly upset. So Dungeons and Dragons related. Now I'm going to bring this back to Dungeons and Dragons. I said we're going to converge onto two different things. We're going to converge to two different things. This is the whole chicken and egg type situation, right? We all know the folklore is Cape Verse because they're dated back in the 14s, you know, 1300, 1400s, 1500s, stuff like that, right? Dungeons and Dragons came out, what, 70s? I think so. I don't know. Late 60s, that. early 70s, give it some grace. I want to say it was um, mid-70s, but... So how... A lot of these creatures have ended up in Dungeons and Dragons editions. How do you think they come across? I mean, like, and like almost exactly to the letter is how these things sound in the D&D companion books. So my guess would be that they've kind of scoured the earth for information because they didn't have the internet when. No, no. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they just decided to incorporate a lot of folklore beings because it's really easy to lend folklore beings to fantasy. You know, the fantasy genre in general. Oh, for sure. I, I agree with that. What about you, Monster? You were going to say something. Yeah. Witty. Uh, witty. Hmm. Never mind. Just speak your mind. Okay. So what I was thinking was, I feel like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and like my, my personal favorite hero quest, you go with like the obvious ones, zombies, dragons, skeletons, you know, and then... Okay. You're going to run through those pretty quick. Exactly. So you got to try to come up with some more, some, you know, so now you start to dig, you know, turn over some rocks. What are some more, you know, obscure ones or folklore is a good place to turn to, to find some of those things. Yeah. I thought of another mildly upsetting haunting. Mm-hmm. Every time you crack an egg, a little piece of shell goes into the bowl see that doesn't bother me that much because once you scramble it up or put it in an omelet you're not going to know anyways yeah, it's just texture but, at that point yeah <laughs> but i know if, you, mm, if i bite into a soft egg and it crunches i'll throw the whole plate away i can't deal with it so i feel like we're going to be getting texts from monster for the next like two weeks about the like the most mildly that would be great ever that would be great yeah um, the, i just be prepared because I will just come up with some more useless bullshit. Boggart stuff. Back at you. Yeah. Some the useless Boggart. Boggart haunted my shoes. The okay. So hashtag Boggart is going to be used on my text from now on. So, uh, so another Boggart haunting. Every time you go tie your shoes, one lace always ends up being way longer than the other. That bugs the hell out of me. Actually, what you know what's worse than that about it? Cause, cause I tuck my shoelaces in like the army. Has me to the point where I tuck my shoelaces in. Okay. Is that something you had to do in the army? Yeah. You had to blouse your boots. The worst than that is when one foot, one shoe or boot is tighter than the other. And no matter what you do, the other one won't tighten. One one of my favorite moments from any concert DVD that I own is there's a John Mayer one that I have where he's performing. And after the song, he says, hold on, I have to tie my shoe. And he bends down, he ties his shoe, and he stands up and he goes, I, I have to retie the other one now because they're they're not the same tightness. Yes. Yeah. To, like, I, 100%. I get that. I yeah. get that. I was, at the, I was at the gym today, and I was doing an exercise, and it literally annoyed me in the middle of my exercise. I could feel one shoe was looser than the other, and it totally threw off my rhythm. Because it's like in your head at that point. Every time you go to the gym, the next piece of equipment that you want to go to, the person who used it last refused to wipe it down. (laughs) See, that stuff doesn't bother me because I shower afterwards. 
It's just that mild 10 seconds extra of you having to wipe it off before you can sit <laughs> down. And you look sweaty or if you have other people sweat on your shirt. So <laughs> hey, it just makes it look like you've been working harder. Just yeah. makes it look like you've been working harder. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as Dungeons and Dragons go, folklore, you know, myths from different countries is a great place to go to for for fantasy stuff in general. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. I just wonder if you all felt the same way I thought about it. Now, to Hero Quest, I played the original Hero Quest, I don't know, 20 some odd years ago, roughly. I know they were coming out with the second one, but I don't know what the difference between the two are yet. I, I'm assuming Monster is going to invite us over to play a game of Heroes Quest instead of going on this long winded rant on our podcast about the differences between the games. Just, just relax. So, the first edition of Hero Quest came out back in the late 80s, early 90s. It might have been 90s, actually, 91, 92. And it was fairly popular, never to the level of like a D&D or anything. But they did create expansion packs. And the expansion packs had more maps. And they did two that just had more of the same pieces and stuff. But then they did two more that actually built on, gave you new pieces and new boards and stuff like that. What they just came out with within the past year or so was a completely redesigned. It's the same characters. It's the same quest books. But all the pieces have been redone. They're more detailed. They're bigger. The board is bigger. The all the artwork on the cards and everything has been remade and it's so pretty. I have not played it once, but I take it out and look at it like every three days. <laughs> all right. So I ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out on TikTok for Monsters Breakdown of Heroes Quest because yeah, gonna put it, it out. Would anybody want to watch me do an unboxing? What I heard from everything you just said is you don't have enough friends to play a game with that all you can do is take it out and look at the pieces. I just That's have not exactly what I heard. Between Christmas and today, with the amount of sicknesses and everything else going on in our lives, no, I have not found a way to organize three other people coming over to play Hero Quest for four or five hours. <laughs> okay, so here's what you need to do. Just, you know, I've seen people play chess against themselves where they like switch the chairs and all that. So what you do is you just take on four different personas. <laughs> hey, you got it's it's a dice battle system. So it's all up to chance. I could be I could be Zargon and the heroes. I could do both. There you go. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode of the is for podcast, which was letter J for Jack and Irons. Now we have this thing we do this season where we ask each other what we've been up to. So to that danger, what have you been up to? Well, I started a new job, so I haven't really had a lot of time for other stuff. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. But I did actually watch rebel moon today. And I know we've had a lot of talk about, you know, if it's, standalone star like uh if it's a star wars you know movie like he couldn't get the star wars rights and so he just made his own space opera there it's it's not good it's it's not good i'm just gonna go ahead and say it now is it not good because you're comparing it to star wars or is it just not good because it's a Zack snyder movie no okay so yes so i now I like sci-fi and I can watch a sci-fi movie and not compare it to other sci-fi. And it's like, is it a good story within itself? And the thing about it is, you know, Zack Snyder does his slow-mo during action sequences and he kind of overuses it and then just doesn't use it for like, like he overuses it in the first half of the film and then doesn't use it in the last half. It's like two and a half hours. There's, I know there's a second part to it, but there's quite a few little story details that just didn't have payoff in the first movie, which I feel like you kind of needed to give payoff to some of them, but maybe they're coming in the second part. Okay, fine. I was quite aggravated at how long he would stay on somebody doing something like looking into the distance or whatever. It's like, I don't need 20 seconds of somebody staring at the ocean give me five seconds of it. I can get what I need within that time and then move on. And then maybe he wouldn't need to have a second part. He could have just had one movie, but I do know he's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be like three or four parts. over. So last question about that and yes or no only 
Would it be better if Roland Emmerich directed it? No. 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 I uh, I don't know who. <laughs> like, I just genuinely don't think it's great. Like, there is a bit of, like, you know how Serenity or or Firefly was, like, a space western? Oh, for sure. There's a little bit of that, like, towards the beginning. And then it's like they kind of get away from that. And I would have really liked if they kept that. And yeah. it is it is kind of neat. Like the main girl has a gun that's very space revolver. <laughs> it so it it it's it's got some neat parts to it. And I think that if certain things were just fleshed out by somebody that could say no to Zack Snyder, it probably would have been better. Yeah, fair enough. All right, moving right along. Monster, other than hosting the House of Sickness, what have you been up to? Just to just to piggyback off of something Danger just said. You're absolutely right. As much as I love Quentin Tarantino, as much as I love Stephen King, as much as I love George Lucas, these people are better when there's someone there telling them no. When someone's saying, hey, I know you think this is perfect. It's not. Let's just tweak this. Trust me. Right. But as far as what I've been up to, I, I was reading Hearts in Atlantis. And I finished it and for Christmas and birthday, I was very fortunate to have family that knows me very well and got me several more books. And I'm about halfway through Cujo, which Mm. everybody kind of knows what Cujo is, but halfway through the book, it is not what I was expecting at all. It's all yellow with rabies. Yeah. That's like a quarter of it. Yeah, Yeah. That's, that's, there's so many people and so much like family drama that it's it's nuts. Like, yeah, there's a dog who's sick and he's eating people, but there's also like all kinds of other fun stuff. It's cool. I'm having a good time. And then that's also, the Stephen King book, is it not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's his. What's funny is it's his fifth book, and it takes or something like that, and it takes place in Castle Rock. And the very first couple pages refer back to something that happened in the dead zone, which is the book he published before that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they take place in the same place. Thankfully, that's all that really connects the two. But I was like, dang it. Am I reading this out of order? Like, do I need to go back and read that first? But I don't, I don't think I really do. And then the one other cool thing is downloaded the ghostbusters game yeah uh remastered for ps4 or 5 or whatever it's all my ps5 but i think it might be ps4 version or whatever it's a Um, lot of fun it's a lot of fun i love the fact that you're very rarely i haven't gotten very far into it but you're not like on your own like it feels like you're a ghost buster with the other guys and it feels like you're a team and it's, it's all it's Dan Aykroyd. It's Bill Murray. It's Harold Ramis. It was written by the guys who wrote Ghostbusters, which was Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd and Harold and Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's great. It, it feels like a proper Ghostbusters film. It's fun. I'm having a good time with that. That's great. I believe, I believe they said that that was, like the next installment to the series. So yeah. Sarge, what have you been up to? Well, we did inspector gadget not that long ago. Yeah. And I was watching Garfield with my daughter. Like the movie or the cartoon, the cartoon, the old school cartoon. Good call. And he would watch inspector gadget on his television while eating lasagna. And I thought this was just a fluke. But no, I've looked it up. Inspector Gadget and Garfield belong in the same realm. Huh. Yeah. The Inspector the, Gadget verse. Yeah, the yeah. whatever verse it happens to be, whatever whoever makes them happen, hand them a barrel, right? No. Who who made that? I don't oh. know. Dick. Yes. Dick Entertainment. Another yeah. another Bo- Bogart haunting. <laughs> Every once in a while when you're watching TV the channel will just randomly change. Like you didn't touch the remote. It just goes up one and you're damn it. They have to push <laughs> it back down. And that messes up your DVR. You can't rewind anymore. How See, mildly inconvenient. 
See, considering like all we do is streaming things, and most people I know do streaming things, the Bogart haunting would be that the volume starts gradually dropping. <laughs> but commercials are really loud. <laughs> your, so, your your video streams fine, but it's just not in the highest quality possible. It's just a little bit fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> so also, let's see, Sign Dangerous, Sarge Up for Extra Life. I've been creating some merch. Should have some samples here soon. Yeah, buy our merch. That would be cool. Yeah, let me get it up. We're going to do sponsor packs instead of trying to sell individual merch pieces, depending on how much they want to give us for sponsorship. Depends on what they're going to get. So I might do some collector's pins. I'm trying to find a graphic artist that's not going to charge me an arm and a leg to take pictures of monster and make them look like a little anime character. Should be pretty fun. So yeah, that's right. about what I've been up to. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So read Cujo, don't watch Rebel Moon, and buy our merch. That's what you Dang. get out of this section. <laughs> oh, also, right, go to facebook.com slash slash danger and sarge and like our page. Right. Go to Google if you have any questions about any of our podcasts or anything like that. Type in danger and sarge in there. We're gonna like the first eight searches to pop up. They're all legitimate sites. Well, let's see what else. Find us on your favorite podcasting site. Look for look for breakdowns for breakfast. That's actually been turning out pretty good. I liked a couple of those episodes. I'm not a big music guy, but I can still appreciate it. You guys are doing great. Thanks. Let's see. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Danger Sarge or at Danger underscore KC for Danger and SGT Lent for myself. Uh, Monster doesn't have one. Find me on Facebook or Instagram. You can find them on InstaHub. They'll be on there showing his nips. I guarantee it. Uh, other than that, thanks for tuning in. Have a great evening, ladies and gentlemen. Say bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Oh, oh, and every time you try to open up your Instagram, it gives you that couldn't refresh thing, and you have to like pull it down to refresh the feed. Yeah, that's another one of those hauntings. Long farewell. I'll meet us in a jet. It's over. Done. Done.